0: This is Evidence-Based GI, and I'm Philip Schoenfeld, Editor-in-Chief. Today, we'll be discussing the surveillance of branch duct IPMNs in older adults with small stable lesions. With us to discuss this is Dr. Shreya Kumar, Assistant Professor of Medicine at the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine, and she'll be discussing her summary about this topic in the November 2023 issue of Evidence-Based GI. So welcome back, Dr. Kumar. And as we always do, let's start by discussing why this is an important topic for our listeners.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a a really interesting study. As gastroenterologists, we all know that with more frequent and higher quality cross-sectional imaging, we are detecting more and more pancreatic cysts. In fact, in some studies, they are identified in at least 10% of MRIs. It's thought that some of these cysts may harbor malignant potential, but it isn't as clear-cut a transition as the adenomythic carcinoma pathway that we see in colorectal cancer. But since pancreatic cancer is so deadly, it has a five-year survival of less than 10%, and it's on the rise, it's increasing by up to 1% a year, it's a worrying issue to us as clinicians and patients alike. Cysts are, are really a big part of my practice. And, you know, I, I'd start off by saying that if a cyst has any worrisome features or high risk stigmata, then I usually plan to do an EUS with NFNA for fluid analyses. And I discuss this in a multidisciplinary setting with our surgery colleague. Otherwise, I follow the ACG guidelines in terms of screening and surveillance for these. The article talks a lot about worrisome features and high-risk stigmata, so I just wanted to take a second to review those. Worrisome features are a cyst size greater than or equal to 3 centimeters, an enhancing mural nodule, thickened cyst walls, a dilated main PD, anywhere from 5 to 9 millimeters, an abrupt change in the main PD caliber with distal pancreatic atrophy, an elevated serum level of a CA-19-9 lymphadenopathy, or for surveillance, a rate of cyst growth that is greater than half a centimeter every two years. High risk stigmata are things like obstructive jaundice, an enhancing mural mural nodule that's at least five millimeters large, or a main PD size of a centimeter or greater. But it's important to remember that most pancreatic cysts that are identified incidentally on MRI or other cross-sectional imaging, do not have either worrisome features or high-risk stigmata. And they appear usually to be these simple bridge duct IPMNs. Again, the ACG has set up guidelines from 2018, and that's actually what I follow. And that really involves surveillance, usually with MRI, sometimes with EUS, depending on the cyst size. But one of the limitations for all guidelines is that we don't have much guidance regarding when we should stop surveillance even though we do know that surveillance should definitely be stopped if the patient is no longer a surgical candidate for a Whipple or a distal pancreatectomy.
0: And that's really the question that's addressed in the study that you summarized in the November issue of EBGI. Specifically, your summary, which is entitled Surveillance of Branch duct IPMNs, Enough is Enough, at least in older adults, with small stable lesions, is a great review of a study in the September issue of Gastroenterology about surveillance of these trivial branched-up IPMNs. And just to discuss specifically, this study was a multi-center international consortium that studies IPMNs, and they prospectively collect data This specific study from Gastro is a retrospective assessment of that data that's been collected. And I'd really encourage our listeners to look at the November issue of EBGI in order to see Dr. Kumar's detailed summary. But just to give the basics here, they had a cohort of over 3,800 individuals with presumed branched-up IPMNs that were followed with imaging surveillance for a median of 4.4 years, and they were trying to assess whether or not it would be okay to stop surveillance if the lesion was stable after five years. And specifically in that entire cohort of over 3,800 patients, about 20% developed worrisome features which would require an EUS with probable FNA, over the course of five years, about 2% developed high-risk stigmata. And then another 4% underwent surgery for various reasons. But that also means about 74% of these patients didn't develop any significant changes, no worrisome features, no high-risk stigmata, over the course of about five years of surveillance. And in fact, when you look at something called the standardized incidence ratios, people that were over the age of 75 who had lesions that were less than three millimeters in size, they had the same likelihood of getting pancreatic cancer as somebody without any pancreatic cysts. And if you were between 65 or older and you had a stable lesion, that was less than 1.5 centimeters, again, your likelihood of getting pancreatic cancer was the same as somebody who didn't have any pancreatic cysts identified or undergoing surveillance. So, the bottom line conclusion was that we should really consider stopping surveillance if somebody has a presumed branch duct IPMN that's been stable on imaging surveillance for at least five years if the person is older than 75 and the cyst is less than three centimeters in diameter, or if the person is 65 to 75 and the cyst is less than 1.5 centimeters in diameter. So, you know, with that discussion, that kind of sends it back to you, Dr. Kumar. How do you apply this research in your own practice? How do you educate patients when They've been getting these MRIs every year for three years and then maybe getting it every two years for another few years. And the lesion stays stable and doesn't change.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, my my practice really mirrors what the authors advocate. I recommend stopping surveillance in people who are over 75 with small and stable lesions. The way I do this is I liken it to colon cancer screening cessation, and in particular with people who have comorbidities or more frailty, I think an approach to shared decision-making where we talk about what the impact would be. So what it means to undergo a pancreatectomy is, is the primary focus of that. For persons who are 65 to 75 years of age, my approach is a little bit more individualized. But the study that the authors present actually encourages me to consider cessation for small lesions or at least a marked lengthening of the surveillance interval. So if there's someone who is above 65 with a lesion that is less than 15 millimeters and they've undergone every two-year MRIs, I could lengthen that to at least every three years or even consider stopping. But in general, I do find that shared decision-making is best particularly given the concern that pancreatic pathology can really invoke in
0: patients. And this is a good place just to remind our listeners again what the ACG guideline recommends, assuming that the cyst is, is two centimeters or less in size, is that you can do an annual MRI for the first three years, and then you can extend if, if it remains stable to every two years. And when you look at this kind of data, you know, it really reassures you as a doctor that after you've done Multiple MRIs, if the lesions haven't changed, the likelihood they're going to all of a sudden develop worrisome features seems pretty small. Absolutely. Okay. Well, great. Well, again, I encourage our readers now to read Dr. Kumar's summary in the November issue of EBGI. Thanks again for joining me today. Please remember to subscribe to Evidence Based GI on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter at ACG underscore EBGI, where we host tutorials every Wednesday, and look for our blast email from ACG on November 15th, which has the new issue with Dr. Kumar's summary.